Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm so happy to be back with you guys today. I hope that you have been enjoying the daily episodes and they have been filling your days with some hockey-related content. I know that uh, the show is not 30 minutes full of hockey like I had planned, but uh, the show must go on. And I am very grateful to have you all here, and I'm sure you're going to get tired of me saying that. But I digress. I did want to start off by saying and sharing some really exciting news, but I have been accepted to uh, SUNY Plattsburgh, which is a State University of New York here in upstate New York. There are several campuses throughout the state, but I'm so excited to be uh, continuing the road to journalism and hopefully landing somewhere really great. And just thank you guys for listening. And, you know, your support really inspires me to continue in this industry, even though there aren't always good days and there's there seems to be more uncertainty lately than normal but that's that's a whole nother (laughs) topic but today I figured we could run down some free agents and talk about issues that actually really need to be addressed who on the flames is worth an extension come this off season and of course you know really talking about the problems and dissecting the issues for what they are because I know that I might get a little flack for the goaltending and, uh, you know, my takes with that, but I do think that it's something that needs to be addressed and even though David Riddick is a fantastic guy, we have to look at this from a competitive point of view. So, let's jump into this. Um, (laughs) Let's just start with the elephant in the room. My biggest issue is goaltending. There is such a major uncertainty with Riddick, who still has the remainder of this season and next season on his contract. Do I think he is worth trading right now? No, everybody goes through those through those ups and downs. And if Boston can trade David Backus, the Flames can absolutely do something with Riddick. I don't think that it's necessary to, you know, jump on the, oh, trade him, trade him train, because he hasn't really had a chance to redeem himself. I mean, he's had a few starts since I started covering the show, and they weren't great, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to sit here and say, oh, get rid of him, he's trash, and everything, but I I really hope that this hiatus gives him a chance to sort of clear his mind and when the team is ready to start practicing again, they can be like, okay, I'm, I'm ready and however we're going to do this season, you know, if they finish out, you know, if they do a few exhibition games, but I don't know, <laughs> like if they do like preseason camp or whatever and uh, do a, free, a few exhibitions, you know, put them between the pipes. But if it's jumping right in to the playoffs, they don't have time to spare. They really need to get Talbot in there. If 
and continue that momentum. I mean, (laughs) it's hard to say continue that momentum when we have been without hockey for almost a week now. I know. It's only been a week. How crazy is that? It has felt like a month. But you're you're so close to making a strong playoff push. Like, if you have consistent goaltending and, I mean, you saw, what, I mean, I'm assuming people saw what Tuka Rask did for the Bruins throughout the playoffs last year. We're not talking about Game 7, though. <laughs> that doesn't count. But that goes to show you how far strong goaltending will get you. And listen, if I'm Tuka Rask, I'm calling up Riddick and I'm saying, hey, I've been where you've been. We all go through it. And I hope that this time is, you know, giving you a chance to clear your mind and get you into a headspace where hockey is the only thing you're thinking about when you're on the ice. I mean, personally, while I'm not like, well, the team is in like the other end of the ice, I'd probably be thinking about what I'm going to eat after the game. So like, I get it. I too would get distracted by a nice post-game meal thought, but that's why I'm not an athlete and that's why I host a podcast. (laughs) Um, But goaltending does need to be addressed and there are a few free agents out there that I would like to see the team go after and that's actually my next article for um, the hockey writers so that will be out in the next few days. I just think that it is absolutely vital for them to figure something out because I'm not saying you need a perfect goalie tandem, but you need to be able to have faith in both goalies. But, yes. Um, uh, We talked about the depleted blue line yesterday and how they only have three defensemen signed past this year, and that in itself gives me anxiety, (laughs) and I will be doing some research into their prospects and if and when the draft rolls around, I would really like to, you know, take a deep dive into who the men of the draft or something like that. But it's just, it's very frustrating. And there are some players out there that they could grab. And we talked about that yesterday again. So I'm not going to rehash that. But if Tori Krug does not resign in Boston, the flames better make a push for him. I I will be so happy. But I am going to go on a rant now about uh, how they need help in the front end. Okay. <laughs> so you cannot have just like two guys carrying the team. You can't have a top line carrying the team. You need to have secondary scoring. You need to have just a team that's able to play a full 60 minutes and that is what this team is lacking and it is so frustrating to watch a game and they tune in for maybe 15 minutes if that and I hope that again this hiatus just something clicks with this team (laughs) because if they expect to go into the playoffs and get past the first round you're gonna need to play a full 60 minutes and I get it like you want to reserve some of that energy but now you're coming back off of uh x amount 
of time in a hiatus and a stoppage. So you you're at home. You can't let yourself get lazy. It is so frustrating to me to like watch the flame sometimes and I'm just like what like are you even checked in? Are you too thinking about a famous bull from KFC? Do they have KFCs in Canada? Regardless, but like <laughs> it's just so irritating because it's like you could win games if you played the full 60 minutes if this team played with the heart and energy that most teams do they would get so much further along and it drives me up a wall to see them just you know la 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 like going about their life on the ice as if this is like a practice or they're just like skating it in a beer league and I, the Flames are not a beer league team. They are an NHL team. Please don't take that out of context. But it is beyond frustrating. And I'm hoping that, you know, everybody's able to just, you know, click back in and check right back in once this game is back in session. <laughs> uh, they're, like I said, they're going to need help on the front end. Taylor Hall is a free agent, okay? And I know everybody's always like, bring Taylor Hall here, Taylor Hall there, free Taylor Hall. Listen, somebody needs to convince him that he needs to go and play for his hometown team. He needs to pull a John Tavares and be like, I went home. I took a discount so I could play at home. And, um, Yes, that is my argument. Obviously, he's Taylor Hall. He's really good. He's not really... I'm just not really seeing that Taylor Hall aspect. Like, you know, the real Taylor Hall in uh, Arizona. So, I would... I wouldn't be opposed to the camps talking to each other. Uh, Carl Soderberg. He has 35 points in 70 games. The one-eyed Swede. To be honest, I don't really know why they call him that. Maybe it's because he's actually, like, almost blind. But that I'm just, I don't know. (laughs) I think that he would be a fantastic addition. You know, he is, he has, like, that, oh my gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? The muscles to him. Like, he has, like, that grit and um, the bulkiness so people know not to mess with him. Uh, I think that he'd be a really good fit on the team. Tyler Toffoli is, um, well, was a trade deadline target for several teams, and I think that he would, like, he would elevate the offense to a new level, which is what they need. He is consistent, which is something they're not seeing, because, I I mean, Johnny Gaudreau is just kind of, like, weaving and waving to Chuck is kind of really the only consistent thing you're seeing well, not even right now, but <laughs> before um, TJ Brody. But again, you know, you got you got to have forwards who can score and you can count on. Um, Ryan Strom has 59 points and he's really good friends with Hamnick. So, I mean, why not like be like, oh, you know, talk it up, talk up Calgary. I don't know if that's considered tampering or not, but I mean, if it's just two friends talking about a city that's, like, really cool and that they should visit, I, I don't know. I don't, it's fine. It's not like he's saying, oh, I can tell management to pay you this much. No. But let's talk about the Flames, who 
I think had a really good case going for them uh, before this stoppage of play because I I'm so like bitter anytime I think about it like it's only been a week and I truly feel like it's been a month and it's killing me (laughs) it is killing me but first up on my list is TJ Brody I really thought that he was stepping up and kind of having a standout year and just you know, being consistent and having that strong defensive and offensive presence. Um, But it would be a shame if he walked. Uh, Andrew Mangiapane, another one, he was, he's having a breakout year, just something that I haven't seen from him or really anyone. Uh, Let me grab his stats really quickly because I do want to speak to that. But let's see. I really don't know how to spell anything. This is something I should have pulled up before. I'm sorry. But uh, so like I've said before, he had three goals in his last five games. And he had eight goals last season. And he demolished that he's had 17 this season which is incredible considering that this I can't even say like full season because it's not a full season but this was his second season in the league well third I guess because yes it's his third I'm sorry I'm a disaster um you know I think that he has been just stepping up and finding his groove here in Calgary and I would really love to see him stay and figure something out with the team. Uh, Travis Hamnick is coming back from an injury, so we haven't really been able to see, you know, what's up with that. But he was having a pretty decent season, I would say. Um, Like I said, I haven't really watched him much. Um, But he... Okay, so he had 12 points, which is down, but he had 19 the season before, 11 in 2017, and so he's he's one of those players that just kind of, like, weaves and waves, and you, so be it. Like, you can't, <laughs> you can't sit here and act like a defenseman needs to have, like, 30 points a season or something like that, but I digress. Uh, Cam Talbot. This this one is going to hurt if they lose him. The other two free agents that I could really see working well here in Calgary, I would love to see Anton Hudobin. One, yes, he's a former Bruin, so maybe I'm being biased, but he has such a fun personality, and I feel like uh, he's kind of... Not that he was a bad dude when he played in Boston, but he didn't live like a very healthy lifestyle. And supposedly that's why the Bruins didn't want to re-sign him. But I feel like he's doing better in Dallas and it would be really nice to see a steady goaltender like him in Calgary. Another one, I, (laughs) sorry for talking about the Bruins so much, but Yaroslav Halak, he is a brick wall. He like 
him and Tuka just have this like wonderful energy and sort of you know they play off of each other you know it's every other game usually typically and I think that that's something that could work in Calgary and I mean assuming Talbot walks away and it's Riddick and they have to find a backup for Riddick or a new starter I don't goalie controversy does nothing for me when it like it used to fuel me and I used to like sit on Twitter and like defend Tuka Rask until like my fingers were ready to fall off but I just realized that you know if you have differing opinions like you can't change that like I could say the sky is blue and you could say the sky is purple even though it's like clearly blue I'm not going to be able to change your mind and that's how it is with people with hockey takes and so be it you know what if you don't like Riddick or you don't like Talbot you don't like this person you don't like that person I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you why, um, why you should like this person or, I mean, if I am going to lay out an argument, I will lay out facts for you, but again, I can't, I, I don't have the time or energy to sit here and tell you why, but it would be a shame if Talbot walked away. I, like, I mentioned before going after Braden Holtby but I just think that he's going to want too much money and I don't think that he's worth it and I really don't know if he's willing to move to Calgary and uproot his children and everything because I know he's more than likely not staying with the Caps but he does have children who play hockey so I would assume I don't know I really don't know maybe Toronto could use a goalie Oh no, they need some they need something up in Toronto. They oof. um that would be an interesting crossover episode maybe. Who knows? I'll figure something out. But thank you all so much for hanging out with me today. I hope that you have a wonderful Thursday and we is yes, it is Thursday. Sorry, I had to think for a second. Uh, but have a wonderful evening and we will be back tomorrow for a lovely Friday episode. Catch you later. Bye-bye.